This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically our Arsenal News 8am, but it's now 9am show. Apologies for the slight lateness of this morning's show. It's also not going to be a very long one. As you can tell, I'm not in my usual surroundings. Um, So we're going to run through the news, answer a few of your questions, and then we're going to get out of here. It is match day, thank God, finally. International break is over. Uh, and fingers crossed Arsenal can try and get something out of this game today. Good morning to everybody joining us in the chat box. We've got Kaiser, Matt, Paul, Nick, uh, Manoj, Christopher, Colin, Jordan, Jonathan. Uh, we've got Ife, we've got Nico. Uh, who else have we got? Mycon, Essex Bloke 78. I mean, that's a classic eBay name. Stevie, Nico, Tony. Pablo joining us in the morning as well. Nice to see you in there, mate. Cam, Ray, we've got uh, Patrick Carlson. I've also realised why this is going to be a short start show, and that's because I've not plugged my charger in. So there's also that. <laughs> Omar, Michael, Philly, good morning to all of you guys. Uh, let's crack on, though, with the news. And we start off by talking and telling you, as always, to please go and subscribe to the Arsenal Way if you haven't done so already. You'll be able to watch back Mikel Arteta's press conference from yesterday. There won't be any match reaction show on this channel because, obviously, I'm out this weekend. But there will be a match reaction from the guys over on that channel. So please make sure you do. Nico, no, I'm not in a bathroom. It does look like I am. Uh, (laughs) No, I'm not at all. It is a bedroom, but it's just, it does look like, I'm just going to flip back onto that screen. It does look like a bathroom. It's not a bathroom. It's just the walls of the bedroom. Um, You can actually see the reflection in the background. Don't move because there's a reflection of you in the background. (laughs) Um, So let's move on to, you've actually been safer on that side, just saying. (laughs) (laughs) let's <laughs> realize this wall was very reflective uh let's move on though to the uh the news and start talking specifically about our first story which rolls around Mikel Arteta's press conference and he was talking a lot about Lacazette he talked about some transfer recordings as well um and we start off by talking about the fact that he said that there is so much talk what can I say is that I'm really happy 
with what Lacquer is doing at the moment. And I've said that we are not going to be talking about any of that until end of the season, which is very politically correct in terms of Arteta's responses. He doesn't like to talk a lot about specifics of transfers. So anytime he's asked any specific questions about any specific players, obviously uh, we see him respond in this kind of manner. I expect Lacazette to leave at the end of the season. I'd be very surprised if they do offer him a new contract. He's 30 years old now. We're looking at signing a new striker. It wouldn't make all that difference um, if we did add kind of one more year. It would probably block the route of any possible striker from coming in in the morning. Um, in the morning, in this next summer window. Moving on to our next story, Mikel Arteta has been talking about Mohamed Elneny, or rather, as I've just said with Lacazette, not talking about Mohamed Elneny, because he says, again, I'm really happy with Mo. I won't be discussing individual uh, individualities of other players. And no, it's not the time to do so. Very classic Mikel Arteta once again. Uh, the rumours are is that Elneny will be leaving Arsenal in January, looking at moving to somewhere like Galatasaray, who have been negotiating with the player for some time, as have quite a few other Turkish clubs. Besiktas previously interested also. Fenerbahce have been up there too and mentioned that Galatasaray seemed the most likely option for the Egyptian international at the moment. And uh, penultimately, Nuno Tavares conducted an interview recently and he's going to be one of the big kind of decisions that Mikel Arteta has got to make going into this Liverpool match this afternoon. Does he play the Portuguese or does he play Kieran Tierney? Well, Tavares has been very interestingly talking about kind of the aspirations of the Gunners this season. And he says Arsenal is a big club with big players. It is normal for us to win games. For us, we want to be in the top one. I don't know why people are so surprised. People need to understand that we are Arsenal, which is obviously going to go down very well amongst the fan base and wanting specifically us to be competing for top honours. But it's good that Tavares has kind of got the feels about what this project is. And if it tells you anything about a new signing that's coming in kind of the last six months or so, like Tavares has done, it tells you about the mentality of the player and it tells you also about the project that he's been sold by Mikel Arteta and Edu that the aim is to very much get back to where they want to be and get back to winning trophies so it's a good sign not only for the player's mentality but it's also a good sign for the project that he's been sold by the club lastly is a story about a player that we can't stop talking about right now and that's Nicolas Pepe and uh, the rumours coming out of Europe now is that supposedly a £25 million offer uh, from the likes of AC Milan would be enough to convince Arsenal to sell. Now, for those of you that have been tuning in over the last week or so, know that these rumours have spawned out of uh, a, a place quite close to home is probably the political way of saying it. But if those that are completely out of the know, myself and Bailey conducted a panel piece uh, about a week ago where we discussed how much we would be willing to sell Nicolas Pepe for. I said I'd sell him for 25 million. Bailey said he would sell him for quite a bit more than that. And uh, now we've just seen constant links that have suggested 25 million pounds is what Arsenal would be offering. To the best of our understanding, there is no interest, uh, there's no offers, there's no bids, there is no acceptable amount that Arsenal would be looking to sell him for. These have all spawned from a just a, a discussion article that myself and Bailey put out and then discussions around the fact that Arsenal have been linked with a number of players like Dejan Kulazewski and Noah Lang, players that would come in and play in Pepe's position, which does indicate that there may be some willingness from Arsenal to move on from Pepe in the upcoming windows. 
I, I can't really say it any more than I've said it now. Um, but if you do read and see these stories, especially considering they have any kind of £25 million tagline next to them, read them with a big pinch of salt. Obviously, I can't categorically say they're utterly and entirely untrue. But what I can say is that it's very, very coincidental. And uh, you should just, you know, as I said, take it with a big pinch of salt. Because for my money, I don't put too much stock in that being the case he may leave in fact i'd be very surprised if he doesn't leave with the next kind of 18 months or so i think it would make sense for him to leave in the next 18 months or so because i think arsenal will be looking to move on from him he needs to be playing more regularly you've got a world cup next year that he's going to be want to be involved in for the ivorian national side uh, and there are a fair few players that are really showing kind of their skill for the ivory coast team wilfred zaha uh, Maxwell Cornet at Burnley, another player that you'd expect to try and get into the team as much as possible. So he needs to be getting regular minutes if he wants to get in and starting for the national side ahead of the World Cup, which he isn't right now. And so therefore it would make sense for him to move. And it also makes sense considering the players that Arsenal are being linked with at the moment in a very similar kind of position and style. Let's, uh, Ashton in the chat says, it's clear that Tom and Edu are in cahoots right now. Um, are they not Are they not going to be in Omar? That's that's a good point. If they're not, let me just check if Ivory Coast even qualified for the World Cup. They may not have done that. Uh, give me two seconds. Um, doesn't look like they did. Um, fair point, Omar. And so in that sense, he doesn't have to worry about that whatsoever. It does say Group D, World Cup qualifiers... Um, I don't know what happens with the African system. I don't know if they have a playoff system like us, but Omar, thanks for pointing that out. It's a really good point. If not, uh, Ivory Coast didn't qualify. There you go. Thank you in the chat box for letting me know. So he doesn't have to worry about that. But what he does have to worry about is obviously playing at 26 years of age. You've got a player there that's going to be want to be playing week in, week out. And at the moment, he's not. Um, and you don't really want to do something like that. You don't want to put yourself in a position where you're just sitting on the bench every single week. So I would be looking, if I was him, to be moving, especially if you've got a 20-year-old that doesn't look like slowing down in his development anytime soon. Yes, see, Omar, I don't need to do my research because I've got people like you in the chat that correct me if I'm wrong, which is great. Um, Matt G says, it's fascinating seeing how these rumours evolve over time, all from that silly article. Need to remember this when reading transfer stories this summer. As I said, and we've talked about this before, we've done, our, we've done shows in which I've talked to you about how you can kind of sift through some of the soup in the transfer market. And if you like, find out what's genuine, find out what's a little bit more discussion-based. It's as simple as that. Uh, I've got about five minutes or so. Uh, so if you do want to throw in some questions, uh, then please, please do. And I'll try and answer as many of them as feasibly possible. Uh, no uh, no country has qualified yet, says Ife. There's no playoff in Africa whatsoever. Something I clearly need to do a little bit more research into. Uh, Constantine says, what do you think about Pepe for Ozyman? Now, one of these stories that has come out about Pepe is that there's been talk of possible swap deals. I've seen nothing to indicate that that's the case. Would I swap Pepe for Ozyman? Absolutely. Do I think that Napoli would swap Pepe for Ozyman? No, I don't. They signed him for around 60 million euros. They're trying to get him to get a new contract at Napoli. So he's going to be worth easily upwards of 100 million euros right now. They aren't going to be looking to swap Pepe for him whatsoever. Um, Dan says, how did I only just notice that the reactions is spelt with an exclamation mark? We've only been doing this show for, what, three years. So uh, it's taken you enough time, Dan, to, start to find that out. Omar says, Leicester, Chelsea coming up shortly. What would you predict for the game, Tom? Is I think it's I think Chelsea are away from home, are they not? I mean, there's some really interesting Premier League fixtures today, obviously our own. 
Leicester haven't been in amazing form. They are indeed at home uh, in the early kickoff. I feel like Chelsea will win that game. Leicester have been shown up by ourselves. They've been beaten quite comfortably by some other sides this season. Chelsea don't really like slowing down. I would probably go for a 2-0 Chelsea win in that one. Um, thoughts about Andy Carroll's new club, Dan Robert? I don't even know where Andy Carroll is. I didn't even know he was still playing. Let's have a look. Um, how new Reading signing Andy? Oh, of course, I should have known, Dan, you being a Reading fan as well. Uh, well, semi-Reading fan, half Arsenal fan. Um, I mean, at what age is he now? He's 32. He's not even that old for a footballer. He feels like he's been around for absolutely forever. It could be a place to restart his career, Dan. We'll have to wait and see. Um, Paul says, would you sell Pepe or loan with an obligation? So if it's an obligation to buy, then I'd be fine with that because it's effectively just a delayed sale um, with Pepe. But I wouldn't do it if it was an option to buy. I don't, there's no point. For a selling club, the loan with the option to buy system, you relinquish all control uh, from your player in that scenario. So I really wouldn't be going forward with a loan with an option to buy whatsoever. Obligation is fine, though. Tony says, what formation would you use today, Tom? I'd go with a four at the back with a double pivot in midfields. I tend to agree with you. Do go watch our preview show that we did yesterday. Uh, I was joined by Vinny, Alex and Chris to talk all about the, the game. We did our predicted lineups. We did our predicted score lines. Do go watch that. I did go with the back four, but you'll need to go and have a look at that if you want to know what players I picked. Uh, Nico says, what is the strict minimum ins during the winter window. I'd say one. I think we need one midfielder. We're going to be losing Partey and Elneny during the African Cup of Nations. So I think we need to be looking to bring at least one midfielder in the short term, at least. But it's going to be mainly about outgoings, I think, than it is going to be about incomings. Um, are there heated tiles in your bathroom, Ashton? Uh, no, it's not a bathroom. So no, but uh, I, I'm pretty sure there is somewhere heating in the room, but it was blooming freezing last night. Inga says, Nuno starts today. think he is the perfect person for denying Salah too much room. I've gone with Tavares. I think he would be the better choice out of the two. Um, Ishes is, uh, Tom, can you briefly explain the playoff system? We don't have that in Africa. Blessing on you and your upcoming wedding. Thanks, Isha. I appreciate that. Uh, basically, for the European system, I'm assuming it works very similar to the African system in the sense that each group, the top group, automatically qualifies for the World Cup in 2022. The difference within in Europe is because I think of the number of nations that there are, the playoff position, or maybe it's to do with coefficients. It's probably to do with coefficients more so than it is to do with the number of nations because European nations tend to rank higher in FIFA's coefficient rankings. So the teams that finish second in the groups will go into a playoff. So for instance, Scotland beat Denmark 2-0 the other day. That confirmed their place in the playoffs. Portugal lost to Serbia the other day, which means they got dropped into the playoff position. Serbia actually went through automatically. So There'll be a draw and then Scotland could say face Portugal in one of those playoffs, which take place as far as I'm aware in March. And then the winners of those playoffs will go through to the World Cup in 2022. So that's a, a short version of how it works. I'm not sure when the draw is for the, the playoffs, but uh, they'll be taking place around March time, which is when the next international break is. So there you go. 
Um, that is where we're going to finish things off. Apologies, it's only been a short one today. As you can tell, I'm not in my usual surroundings and I am definitely not in a bathroom, no matter how many times you guys think that I have been. Um, John says, there's a playoff system for Tom's wedding. Best of luck, Tom. I mean, the missus would not be happy if there was a playoff system for who's getting married, but I can assure you that's not the case. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. I'll be back on Monday. There won't be a show tomorrow morning because it is my birthday, so we're not doing a show then. There may be a show at some point in the afternoon talking about, um, or in the evening talking about the Liverpool game, but there won't be an 8am show. The 8am show will be back as usual on Monday and hopefully a podcast as well. So we'll see what we do. But other than that, drop a like, subscribe if you're new, and as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.